Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast, it's an entertainment talks podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC and Fox. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we're here today to talk about season 10, episode 14. Look at the flowers. Uh, what do you think of this episode? I thought this was really strong. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I thought it was a, a, a good kind of roundup of, of the um, that sort of final relationship between Carol and Alpha. I thought they did quite a jo- good job handling that. We got to find out who Beta is finally uh we got got like the reason that he was recognized a few episodes back and that guy went oh i know you um so yeah i thought that was great you got to see the the sort of that evolution of that character that was really good uh the resolution of the whole carol negan thing um yeah i i and and the i i just thought that the stuff between alpha and carol i thought was was really nicely done uh, and uh well put together so yeah o- overall i think this has been one of the stronger episodes uh, this season i mean it's all been very good this season actually but i really like this episode i thought it was um it was really solid yeah i definitely agree i think that uh it's just like we've kind of said before it's just well really really good when the walking dead is well really really good because we like to podcast on good shows um yes. but uh um but yeah it's it's just so good to have walking dead back in this uh kind of form which it has been for you know a couple of seasons now you've had the old episode here and there that haven't maybe worked as well as other episodes but uh, i thought this was another really strong episode um yeah at, at first the carol alpha stuff didn't quite click for me and then it sort of did a bit later in the episode it just yeah. it wasn't working at first and then once they got into some other stuff it started to click a little bit better. Uh, I thought the Daryl and Negan stuff was really good this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought the, the beta, all, all the things that you uh, kind of mentioned just then, I, I agree. I thought they were really done really well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, obviously we don't know about ep- episode 16 yet, cause obviously given what's uh, going on, we don't know when we're going to get that. But I think we are uh, hopefully in, in for a strong ending for, for the season because I don't see, I mean, I said that about other seasons before, and I've been wrong, but... Uh, it it just feels like we're car- carrying a lot of really good uh, momentum this season as well, uh, and we got to meet a new character as well. Uh, yes, the the very colourful uh, character at the end of the episode. I'm yes. saying colourful because she has the pink thing on. That's what I mean. Um, yes. so I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. Of course, she she didn't reveal who she is, but obviously I know who that is. And uh, yeah, one of um, one of my it- favourite comic book characters. So. Yeah, if you watch The Talking Dead, they did actually say who that was okay. as well, and, and the notes actually say who that was. So I think you're okay kind of mentioning what the name is, because it won't mean anything to anybody that hasn't read the comic books. Or, though, right. if you have read the comic books, I think it's probably fairly obvious who that character is as well. So I I, I think you're okay saying the name of it. Uh, and I, I think her casting was announced prior as who she was playing anyway. So Yeah, I think yeah, uh, we had that for the 10 preview, didn't we? Yes, so. yeah. Um, but no, she's one of my favourite uh, comic book characters. I don't know about like top five, top ten off the, off the top of my head, but she she's one of my favourite ones. I'm really looking forward to seeing her. Um, and uh, yeah, so her name is is Princess, which is yes a little bit strange, but you'll you'll see more of her later on. It's interesting because in at this point in the book, um, uh, Michonne goes with I think it's mostly the same characters. Obviously, Ezekiel is actually dead at this point, so he's not on this yeah. journey because he's not alive. Um, but Michonne basically, she, she sort of takes, um, Ezekiel's place or Ezekiel's taken her place in this situation and, uh, just Michonne's, I know it's not like 
motion wise but just page by page michonne's reaction to this character is like what have we walked into kind of thing and <laughs> yeah. uh, it's really great it's such, a, such an amazing reveal as well i i just i love that whole sequence in that i think it was just such a wonderful reveal just i mean because there's so much i mean there is more laughs in in this you know there are more kind of jokey stuff like the the daryl oh, yeah. and negan thing you know there's they've lightened it up a little bit than where it had been previously you know in some of the older seasons they it's got a bit lighter but i i just the joyous reveal of that character and the the utter lunacy of what they walk in on um yeah. with with all the vignettes and stuff i I just thought that was lovely and, and really well put together and funny. And uh, yeah, I know. I, I really like that. Song, but I mean, I'm not anywhere near that point in the book. So I don't know anything about this character, but I am really interested to see more of it because she sounds like she's going to be quite good fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that a lot. They've already nailed her uh, intro. So I think that's, uh, that's really good as well. But uh, yeah, strong episode overall. So um, it's good to enjoy this show because I still remember podcasting on season seven and that was not as much fun. So, yes. uh, yeah, it's it's good. So we, we have an email a little bit later that kind of talks about that sort of stuff and Angela Kang, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll go into some housekeeping and then we'll get into the episode. See you in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. Sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon. There's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, I've debuted a uh, new new format for reviews. Not new reviews, but just changing the format a little bit. This is going to be for video, ga- video game, uh, TV show and film reviews, so it won't affect the separate shows that we have, such as Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, Game of Thrones, Westworld, all that sort of stuff. Uh, or whenever the Game of Thrones prequel comes back, that's what I meant. Um, but the individual shows that we have, like Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, Westworld and all that, those will still say, stay the same. It's the individual... Uh, TV show, game and film reviews that I'm going to be changing a little bit. Uh, That change itself is a skip or don't skip kind of category. Uh, You can guess kind of what that means. Uh, Don't skip is of course like, okay, I I am more on the side of recommending this uh, and then explaining why and all that sort of thing. And then skip is, okay, I watched or played this thing and I don't recommend that you watch it, basically, or play it. So, uh, debuting with those, uh, earlier today I posted my review for Moss, the very, very good PSVR game. You can get it on certain other PC platforms as well uh, but that's a really good game I've put that under the don't skip category 
Another one that I did yesterday was uh, Don't Skip for Dare Me Season 1, which is the cheerleader uh, show on USA Network and on Netflix. Don't worry, it's not that kind of Riverdale sort of stuff. This is much, much better than all that sort of thing, so uh, don't worry <laughs> about that. And uh, that's a Don't Skip and a recommended show from me. That's Season 1 of Dare Me on Netflix internationally and probably Hulu or USA Network or something in the US. So there's that. Uh, a skip recommendation. <laughs> Uh, the first of those is for Titan Season 2, which I've also put uh, a little subtitle thing for the review saying no structure. Uh, that was still a surprisingly fun review to do, even though I didn't like the season. So that's the first of the skip uh, recommendations. So there's that. That's, of course, on the DC Universe app in the US and Netflix, I think, just internationally as well. Uh, another don't skip is The Kingdom Season 2, which I talked about uh, briefly last week on TV Talk with Bex and Robert. And uh, that's the Korean uh, Kingdom show, which has zombies in it as well. Really, really enjoyed that. So that's a don't skip from me. And then the last one, which is a don't skip, is I Am Not Okay With This, which I talked about on Geek Town three, four weeks ago. Something like that. It's been out for a little bit of time. It's it's taken me a bit of time to get to the review. But uh, that's a don't skip from me. That's a Netflix original. Uh, Both that and The Kingdom Season 2 are Netflix originals. So you can watch those, I think, worldwide on Netflix. Uh, So that's those. So, uh, yeah, look forward to more skip and don't skip kind of reviews in the future. So there's that. Um, Streaming service review, of course, Disney Plus is now out and available for the UK. You can get a seven-day free trial or pay either £60 for the year or £6 for the month. It's up to you. Uh, But went through the app and talked about, you know, the content and the app itself, how good it is or bad it is or whatever the situation. Uh, I also did talk about some specific shows this week on Geek Town, so you can check that out. Of course, Geek Town Radio, uh, run by David. Uh, You can either search for Geek Town on podcast platforms or go to geektown.credit.uk. That's where we talked a bit more about uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars and things like that. So there's that. Uh, Let's Play Sundays for Crash Team Racing, so that was fun to return to that. Did some of the uh, Grand Prix that I haven't tried yet, which are updated... uh, free as well so you can check those out for free if you've got the game uh of course better call soul last week we covered season five episode six tomorrow we'll be covering covering season five episode seven so look out for that uh gaming talk last week mark sony did a 52 minute tech talk uh talking about the playstation 5 and all the bits and bobs inside it and all that sort of stuff uh so we did a me and robert did a comparison of the playstation 5 and the xbox series x given the information that we know so far about both consoles uh yes like i said tv talk last week me robert and bex did a tv talk i talked about the english game which is a british scripted tv series you don't get many of them if any these days scripted football tv shows you obviously just get more uh sports but uh talked about that that's a netflix original uh bex talked about uh the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix as well <laughs> and uh, yes. robert talked uh yeah robert talked about manifest which is i keep forgetting either abc or nbc but it's on sky one in the uk and we talked about lots of other shows as well robert also talked about that tiger king thing on netflix. oh yes yes i haven't watched that yet yeah but yes. he, he talked about that and uh that was interesting so uh yeah lots of people talk about that at the moment but that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms flashback uh carol visits negan in his cell and offers to let him escape if he brings her alpha's head in the present alpha puts carol's head on a pike uh and asks negan uh, and again asks negan what took him so long because she said that at the end of not last week's week before's episode. Yeah. Uh, he explains the challenges of the mission, obviously, and uh, asks when they can start spreading the good news in Alexandria. And she says, I'm not going back. Um, so there you go. Uh, I think this is one of the better cold opens for The Walking Dead. I think this does a really good job of, you know, you get the 
you know, not as bad as other cliffhangers we've had in the show. You get the little end thing of like, okay, what took you so long? And you realise they had this plan all along. Then we get them a show in episode and then we come back and we have this little... Because uh, we knew what kind of happened. They'd obviously made mm. some kind of deal. But just the, the quick little what was it, five-minute scene or something, maybe? Uh, yeah. A little kind of cold open, just kind of fully explaining that and bringing that to pretty much a close uh, in terms of their agreement and stuff. Um, I thought this was really good. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I like this because it, it confirms that they definitely had an agreement. Carol was the one that left him out and let him out specifically to go and kill Alpha. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought just, just like dotting that I was quite useful. And then... I mean, what kind of bitchy thing of Carol to do to say, oh, yeah, I know we had this agreement, but actually I'm not going back. This has all been too much for me. I'm going to go off wandering on my own. You know, I might go back in a bit. It's like Neiden's like, what the hell? So uh, understandably, I think at that point, because he's like, well, I can't go back on my own. What am I supposed to do? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I thought this was um, this is solid kind of opening, you know, cold opening. And then, you know, that, that first scene with them putting the head on the spike and yeah, I, I, all, all really good stuff. I think, uh, I like the relationship between those two. I think it's, uh, it's quite good. They, they were actually talking or Jeffrey was on, uh, talking dead and was saying that I think it's about four years since he's actually had a scene with Carol. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's not since like really early on. So, he was kind of quite looking forward to this. Oh, I hadn't really realised, but yes, I guess I suppose it must be. Um, and he was he was saying that it was, you know, so he was locked up for something like seven years. And in but in the daytime, since they released, you know, since they released him from prison, since Carol released him and him killing Alpha, he's only supposed to be like three or four days. So, hmm. um, which I would have thought it was longer than that. But. Yeah. Felt yeah. longer than that, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I think this is one of the better cold opens I've seen for the show. Just kind of nicely tying that off, and obviously there's going to be more stuff between the two of them. Uh, yeah, Carol and Negan aren't aren't two that have really had that many scenes together. I mean, she wasn't in the uh, lineup at the start of his kind no. of story, and she was away from that and and everything. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. I, I really like the way that they've remixed this story from the book because obviously with that it's Negan taking Alpha's head to Rick obviously he's not there but Carol's yeah. not there in the book but Carol's here in the show so you do, you do a little, do a little switcheroo kind of thing and then you just include Carol but given the history with Henry and all that it really just makes a lot of sense that this yeah. would kind of happen so um, yeah really good stuff I really like that's this is one of the more successful remixes uh, from the book I think uh, and uh, I'm, all, I'm all here for that kind of stuff so as long as it's good yeah. Uh, Magna reunites with the Hilltop Survivors in a safe house uh, as Eugene spills the beans to everyone um, about Stephanie and his plans uh, to meet her in West Virginia. Although although they're all sceptical, Eugene says uh, they need allies more now than ever, which is very true, uh, offering to go alone if they're not on board. Shortly after, Magna convinces Yumiko to go with Eugene as uh, Ezekiel decides to tag along as well. The kingdom needs you. Uh, Make sure our legacy lives on, uh, Ezekiel tells Jerry. The two embrace, you know, and all that sort of thing, the brotherly kind of stuff, uh, both realising this could be be the last time they see each other because, of course, you are never really safe in this world. Um, do you remember earlier in the week, what day was it? It might have been like Sunday or something, or maybe Saturday, Fox, uh, the, the UK, the, the UK Fox, um, YouTube channel uploaded this clip 
and it said like I can't remember the exact title, but it was something like um, Jerry says goodbye to Ezekiel, and everyone's like, "Oops, I think someone's pressed a button a bit early." Yeah. And then it was ba- it was basically just a little scene with him saying goodbye, and with no context around that, it was like, "Okay, are they, is is Ezekiel like leaving or something or walking off?" So that, that was a little bit strange. Um, but because uh, yes. I did, I didn't tell you what the clip was. I just said, "Hey, Fox have kind of uploaded a little something. They maybe shouldn't have." But I didn't know. Nobody knew the context of like, "Okay, he's going to go." to West Virginia with Eugene and that. So that was a little bit weird. Um, plus the episode hadn't aired yet. Yeah, so yeah, no, that's that's very strange thing for them to do in terms of a tease. I mean, I, I have to say, I looked at that scene and, like, you did wonder whether Ezekiel was going to make it to the end of this episode because, yeah. like, I, I mean, I'm still not convinced that Ezekiel is going to uh, actually make it to the end of the season at this point because he's already dying They've actually done that scene now, which is him having a heartfelt goodbye with Jerry, which I think we needed to see. Mm-hmm. So that's covered. And it does kind of make me wonder whether you're actually going to. Yeah, we we also had like slightly earlier in the season, we had him kind of reconcile a little bit with Carol. So they've sort of tied up that relationship a bit. Yeah. So I I'm kind of at the point where I'm, I think maybe we're going to lose Ezekiel before the end of the season. I, I think he's on. I mean, we know he's on borrowed time because he's got that huge growth in his neck. But it's it's slowly getting to the point where I do sort of think it, it, it's either going to either that's a misdirect and they're going to find this new group and this new group fix him, or he's not going to make it. Um, I, I, those are the only two options and. I, I think at this point, you know, he's, I mean, obviously either alive or dead are the two options, but those are the two ways I think they'll either go. Either they'll make it to the group and the group will have some doctors that can actually kind of take the growth out and fix him or or we're going to lose him before the end of the season, I reckon. Because they're just, they're certainly propping it up for that. You know, they're preparing it for that. Yeah. In, um, in but it could old, be a misdirect. In good old classic Walking Dead style. Yeah. Give, give the character development. Yes. Um, not saying Ezekiel hasn't had development, but usually they give characters a big spotlight and then kill them off. So, which is probably one of the worst, yeah. w- one of the more silly things Walking Dead does, because that has always made it seem obvious that characters are going to die. Um, so, I, I they, they they should try and work on not doing that so much. But then again, you do kind of have to have like, okay, a goodbye to Carol, a goodbye to Jerry, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, we'll I think it would be weird if you didn't do that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You sort of need to put that in. Um, you know, I, I think fans would be more upset if you didn't get a, a, certainly a goodbye. Less so between Ezekiel and Carol and rather more so between Ezekiel and Jerry. I think that people would have been very upset if, if there wasn't some final interaction between those two. Um, I mean, as I say, we don't know whether this is a final interaction or whether he is going to come back. But uh, I yes, it's all pointing towards them killing him at some point this season mm-hmm. um, or certainly very soon. So. Yeah, the the interesting thing for that for me would be because he's one of the heads that ends up on the pipe. Yeah, so he's dead in the books anyway, yeah. isn't he? So. But then they obviously he's skipped that and they've given him this new thing, uh, and then obviously basically they basically replaced Eugene and and sorry not Eugene, Rosita and uh, Ezekiel with pretty much Ta- Ta- Tara and Enid and Henry kind of. Um, so it'd yes. be it'd be a little bit weird to me if they did decide to do that, but I suppose it's a different kind of remix maybe but um 
we shall see. But uh, yeah, he, he tells him about that and everything. Um, it's interesting to see with rewinding slightly in this little paragraph to the Eugene stuff. Like everyone just jumps on top of him and is like, well, not physically, but like jumps on him as like, okay, can we trust this person? And why did you do this? And why did you do that? And then Ezekiel, being you know, he's still a leader in that and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, kind of jumps in and is like, hey, let's, you know, we're all on the same side. Eugene's on our side. Let's kind of hear him out. I like the way Ezekiel kind of calmed everybody down a bit because yeah. Eugene was like, I can't answer all these questions at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I thought that was a interesting little scene. Yes. Um, anything else from that? Yeah, we covered the Eugene stuff, which is good. I'm glad he finally told the group. And obviously he's on his way now, which yeah. is good to kind of push that forward i didn't feel like they were dragging it out too much because you had to have some of those conversations with stephanie on the radio then you had the rosita reveal she accidentally comes across the radio and then she convinces yeah, no, him to I, go and then all yeah so they, they they've paced it out fairly I, well i think, I think. That was, that's all been paced pretty well I, i'm gonna be interested to see whether that bit makes it you know them actually meeting that group makes it into next week's episode or whether that's going to be something that they save for the final episode yeah um uh, that's going to be intriguing because they are sort of on their way there right now. So it it kind of feels like maybe you might meet them next episode, but hmm. I don't maybe. know. Yeah, we shall see. Um, elsewhere, Beta and two Whisperers discover Alpha's head on the pike. You are the Alpha now. One of them says, uh, annoyed with that. Beta orders the mistake. Yeah, Beta orders uh, the man to take off his mask and then pushes his head to Alpha, who takes a bite out of his face. Um, of of his cheek, so he's dead. Well, obviously he dies later, but uh, yes. you're, you're dead yes. anyway from that. Dead point. at that point, so, yes. Yeah, Walking Dead, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beta lifts Alpha's head off the pike and holds it like a baby because that's just what these people do. Stuff like yes. that. Um, yeah, you you sort of like okay, he's pushing his head closer and closer. I thought that he was gonna like, I don't know, you must apologize to Alpha or something like that, but no, he just gets he just pushes his head, his head slowly and slowly and then. Um, Still, just bites him. Uh, did you did you think anything different was gonna happen there? No, or was that no. Much what I you mean, I, that that was pretty much what I expected. I mean, hats off to Ryan Hurst, who's I mean, oh, just yeah. so good as this character. He's <laughs> really brilliant. It's it's really funny because I mean, he's he's apparently a complete teddy bear in real life, but um, <laughs> he, he's uh, he plays this this just dark character so well and completely insane and all the stuff with alpha's head was just creepy and disturbing and the fact that he carries it around for most of the episode in a bag and it's just it's wonderfully just dark and weird and uh yeah i i loved ryan in this episode i thought the whole beta thing was was just brilliant particularly the stuff later on as well um but uh, yeah, this is a great little scene, and him sort of yeah, him kind of cradling the head like a baby and carrying it around with him. Was, yeah, it's just dark and weird and strange. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I just very much enjoyed this. I would say as well, once this season was temporarily finished next week, if you want to see a bit more of a uh, Ryan Hurst in a admittedly quite different role, uh, but actually see his face, uh, you can check out Sons of Anarchy as well. Yes, which is uh, check out Sons of Anarchy. Yes. So uh, uh, is it probably on Hulu? Probably no, uh, yeah, uh, yes, I imagine it probably is on yeah. Hulu. Uh, it's on Netflix on in the UK. Netflix in the so. UK, yeah. Um, but yeah, I go and check out Sons of Anarchy anyway. It's a yeah. phenomenal series. Yeah, just thought I'd throw the recommendation yes. out there. But yeah, I thought he would, because um, he's like, oh, she, she's still your alpha or something like that. And I was like, oh, is he going to make him just like apologize? Like, oh, I, I apologize to my alpha or something. Um, yes. But uh, no, he has different plans. So yeah. <clears throat> 
Um, and then the other, yeah, the other guy just runs off. He's like, nope, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Yep, so nope, thought, out of there. Great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thought that was really good. Um, <clears throat> Negan returns to Lydia's cabin and uh, to find her missing from the chair. Daryl hits him over the head with a crossbow. His crossbow is is it magically in, returned. Yeah, somewhere. in his hands. Yeah. Uh, and asks, uh, where's Alpha? Uh, Negan tells uh, him she's dead and even shows her a mask uh, explaining how uh, his girlfriend, in quotes, Carol orchestrated the whole thing. Speaking of Carol, um, speaking of Carol hallucinates uh, seeing Alpha in the woods who tells her, I'm always watching. We'll talk about that in a, in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it made a lot of sense to like, OK, he might have just taken the mask off Alpha's head and then lied to Daryl about, you know, it it was it made sense that Daryl would not believe him in the scene. Cause I remember yeah. one of the things we asked a couple of weeks ago, or I think someone maybe asked us was like, OK, what is what is Daryl's reaction going to be to this? And given the fact that Carol's involved and he's obviously known Carol for well a decade, probably at this point, yeah. uh, at least. And how's he going to kind of react to that? And I thought that the not having the evidence at the first was a good way to kind of change that. Um, and ha- make them have some like different scenes and stuff. I thought that was pretty good, but uh, yeah, Daryl's crossbow is is back. So yes, yeah. Now <laughs> I th- I thought this this is a great scene that all the stuff you know when then when they go to look for the head later. I I thought this whole sequence was really solid. Um, I I love the relationship between Daryl and Negan because as an audience you know that Negan is telling the truth and mm. it's interesting to watch it because Daryl's reaction is perfectly understandable because it's Negan and there's no reason at all that Daryl should believe him and you know given that everything Negan's done in the past and uh, but yeah we know I think we're very much on Negan's side and you know we know that he's telling the truth and that he's trying to change his ways and he makes some valid points about you know why else would I tie her up out there if it wasn't to keep her safe, you know? So, um, I, yeah, I, I thought the the whole interaction between the pair of them, I could stand to see quite a lot more of that, actually. I think they, they the sort of love-hate relationship between the two of them is rather good fun. Mm. Yeah, so. it's it's going to be interesting going forward, see how that uh, works out, especially, like, you know, you have a bit of a change with their conversation later and stuff, and... Uh, thought that was yeah really good jeffrey and uh norman doing some great work as they usually do in this show so that was good as well um yeah, yeah what do you think of when carol first sees alpha what was your kind of think you do kind of think oh well she's lost it and you know did the, obviously it didn't heal hallucination and uh i but the the whole it's so cleverly written that actually that whole sequence i think is really nicely done because it references a lot of things that have happened in Carol's past, even to the point of, you know, the title of the episode, the look at the flowers that uh, while they're having that conversation, when she sees her at various different points, she's it's, it's all based on obviously Carol's memories of things and Carol kind of working things through in her head. So it's really nicely written with pulling references of, of traumatic events from Carol's life, which are then being like re-spewed out by Alpha um, and, and uh, going over the, the various things about, you know, how she's failed this or failed that. And and I, I, I just really loved the way they managed to construct that with it sounding like it's a sort of stuff that Alpha would say if Alpha had known Carol for the past 10 years, you know, mm. um, I, I I just thought it was really well put together and it it sort of works as, as a sort of run through 
Carol's kind of backstory and reminding you of all the horrible things that have happened to her. So uh, yeah, no, I I really like that sequence. I thought the, the uh, that whole sequence was quite good. Cool. Uh, on the road, Eugene, Yumiko, and Ezekiel spot two cages uh, with walkers trapped inside, but decide to move on. Uh, a little later, Ezekiel has a coughing fit while fighting walkers. He's starting to. Uh, collapse a bit here uh, yeah. but still manages to kill them um elsewhere a tied up uh yeah we'll talk about it a bit later yeah we're starting to see him kind of lose his health a bit more and uh he tries to pretend to because i think it's yumiko that calls to him after he's like hey ezekiel is it all clear and he's like yeah it's all clear and he tries to sort of like make himself not look like he's just had this happen to him yeah uh, it's, it's a bit sad to watch um like i don't want it ezekiel is. to die and um he's you know one of my one of my more favorite characters i think um and uh yeah we we hope that he manages to get through this but it, it was a little sad to see him kind of just you know fall all over the place i didn't think that he would die in that scene necessarily like if you if you have him like coughing so much he falls over and then gets bitten i think that would have been a been a bit silly but uh yeah it's it's good that we sort of see him still fight his way through that and still kind of fight to carry on because uh, like you said if if this group that they're going to go and meet has got something to to help him out um then he needs to kind of uh, hopefully push push through this so yeah yeah um it it is a it is a kind of sad thing to watch and i as like i said i i can't quite decide whether they're trying to misdirect it as as oh well he's going to die because they seem to have set it up that way or whether that is a misdirect and he's gonna they're gonna find the group and they're going to be able to help him in some way i i can't quite decide which way they're gonna go with that um but uh yeah i i would be very sad to lose ezekiel and kari and the whole kind of kari cooper relationship because uh the i mean i love those we've interviewed those guys a number of times and their videos are up on our youtube channel and they are hilarious together so uh hopefully they'll still be doing cons and stuff as a duo at some yeah. point yeah later on but uh yeah it, it would be very sad to lose ezekiel and uh, lose that sort of relationship because partly because you don't want to mopey Jerry on the show, you no, know. So no. he's one of the more comic relief characters. So yeah, we'd like to stay like that. Uh, David's talking about the Geek Town YouTube channel, by the way. Yes. So uh, yeah. go and just search for Geek Town on YouTube, and you should be able to find that as well. Um, elsewhere, a tied-up Negan teases Daryl about Carol leaving him in the dark. Daryl reminds him he almost got a bunch of uh, kids killed back at the hilltop because of the um, fire and and that sort of thing. Um, and then yeah back in the it says about uh beta in the restaurant but we'll talk about that mm-hmm. yeah really interesting start to uh the these scenes with with daryl and negan and obviously obviously you're gonna have negan being the chatty one and daryl's got the crossbow to his head and he's staying yeah. dead silent but he's being daryl's being his kind of grunty self which we you can definitely expect he really mm-hmm. doesn't like negan a lot and uh yeah it, it was very entertaining i didn't think that you know either of these two were gonna die or anything like that there was no sort of worry of that and it was just sort of okay how is how is Daryl going to deal with a very chatty... I mean, he's always chatty, but how is Daryl going to deal with a particularly chatty uh, Negan in this particular situation? Like, he doesn't believe Negan, and, like, he, you know, thinks that he's he's messing them about and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I I mean, usually when Negan has those chatty sort of scenes, um, this usually very entertaining, and uh, it mm. was here as well. So I thought that was great. Yeah. I mean, Jeffrey's just so watchable, and it's yeah. it's great to see him and Norman like bounce off each other, particularly as the two characters really don't like. Well, I mean, Negan's Negan's Negan. I think Negan will get on with anybody that's prepared to get on with him to, at this point, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas 
Daryl's like obviously really doesn't trust him, and understandably, I mean, you know, the the it's Negan's done some pretty horrendous things in the past, and you know, Daryl makes a perfectly reasonable point about the fact that yeah, he almost got a bunch, yeah, you know, they lost Hilltop, and he made got a bunch of people killed because he didn't do it. You know, whatever he was doing, he didn't do it fast enough, even if he believes that he, Carol did send him in to do you know that. So. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Daryl makes a reasonable point there that Negan went along and possibly didn't handle it as well as he could have done. But then I also entirely understand Negan's reason for holding back um, because at the end of the day, he's Negan and it's all about self-preservation. You, you know, he's not going to have this as a suicide mission. So, you know, I see both sides of this and I... I I entirely understand why the relationship is the way it is. So, you know, I, I, but I thought these scenes were great. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, back in the restaurant, Beta plays one of his old, uh, country records to Law Walkers to, uh, Law Walkers for his horde. Sorry. Um, there's not too much to say there. We'll get into some Beta stuff later on. Uh, hallucinating Alpha follows Carol into the, into a boathouse where um, her taunts cause Carol to fall from a ladder and get trapped underneath debris. Um, so there's the start of uh, Carol just continuing on this uh, reckless kind of path or whatever. Yeah. Um, what was she... I, either I missed it in the episode or it wasn't... I don't know. What was she trying to do? I can't... I, I'll be honest, I can't quite... I, I think she was trying to get the boat down out of the rafters. There was a okay. boat that she'd stashed up in the rafters. Um, and I think she was trying to get the boat down. And because Alpha makes some comment about, mm. oh, is that what you're going to do? Get the boat and just sail off into the sunset or something along those lines. And um, so I think what she was trying to do is pull that boat down. And that's when the whole thing comes down on, on top of it. That, but the, um, there is something to say about, bit about that, uh, that beta stuff. Cause I mean, that's the first time we've actually found out who beta is and the fact that he was this country music singer. Yeah. That's, that's where the recognition comes from. And, um, uh, the, the this apparently, cause that's different to the comics as well, isn't it? Um, I don't remember him being a musician. No, I think he, he was, was some a, sort of sports. Yeah, he was a baseball player. Apparently, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, Ryan Hurst, with all best will in the world, does not look like a baseball player. Um, really, but no. he does look quite a lot like a country music singer. And oh, definitely. I, I thought that was quite clever the way that they put that together because, and the the sort of psychology psychology behind that. Ryan actually was, uh, if you saw Talking Dead this week, he was actually explaining a bit about the backstory he had in his head about that. Cause he was kind of, it, it was an invention for the show. Um, he, he come up with this idea of it being a country singer and the reason that, you know, because they talked at various points about him taking the mask off and Ryan, uh, uh, you know, Ryan was adamant that Beta should never take his mask off. And one of the reasons for that is because of the fact that he was a recognizable face. And he had this idea that, if you um you know quite early on in the apocalypse that maybe somebody came in and broke into his house and tried to attack him and he had to kill them and then he turns the body over and realize it's the the person is wearing 
um, a Half Moon t-shirt, so he's clearly a fan of his, and that kind of really messes with his head. Mm. And one of the reasons that he keeps the mask on is because if he's got to be this horrible person, he wants to be able to cover his face. So Half Moon can still be an inspiration to people without people knowing that Beta, this awful person, is um, also the same person that Half Moon was. So, so it's sort of a, a way of of separate of keeping Half Moon as this sort of inspirational thing, um, and not ruining that for people. So he his his former life can still in, in, um, inspire people, whilst he hides behind the beta identity to do the, all the horrible stuff. Um, so I I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I that, that was quite good, and, and the, uh, the I, I I just I think it works really well that whole idea of of him being this sort of you know um, country music singer and the bit where he comes out onto the balcony to kind of bring the horde towards him is almost like a rock concert. Yeah. Um, it's like him standing on a stage at a rock concert, and I think that was really well shot. It was brilliantly put together, and that that just just that reveal of how character kind of worked and formed and i yeah i all that stuff i thought they did a really interesting brilliant job with it yeah i was just kind of thinking for like country music and that what if they did like a this won't happen this is just me uh having a bit of fun or whatever if because uh, obviously you've got Kiefer sutherland who's like a country music singer and all that now uh still does acting stuff obviously Des- designated survivor 24 and all that um if you had like some like sort of skit maybe where him him and ryan are, are like doing music on a stage and you've got like zombies around them or something i don't know i was just thinking of something uh funny you could uh you could probably do i, I know keith yeah. southern's got nothing to do with amc or the walking dead but uh that would be <laughs> that would be kind of funny so yeah 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 i mean and it was ryan actually singing by the sides of it um they they there's a, a note on here that says um uh the the writers used that idea that could to consider that the former singer had a darker side when it came out in the apocalypse uh they seeded this earlier in the season with a song that magno listens to which was actually written by emily kinney who played beth mm-hmm. um but was sung by ryan hurst so it the, it sounds like the 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 songs of half moon are actually sung by ryan so he's got quite a good country voice as well hmm. if that's the case yeah yeah uh yeah, so we talked about the uh, Carol boat stuff. And yes, all that. getting squashed under the boat. Yes, right. Um, Daryl assumes the worst until sorry that that night uh, Negan leads Daryl to the border where Alpha's head is missing. So again, he doesn't have the evidence that he needs. Uh, Daryl assumes the worst until three whisperers um, emerge from the woods, uh, look at Negan, and say Alpha is dead because of you. We kneel to the new Alpha. So they're assuming he's the new one. Yeah, uh, he loves this, doesn't he, Negan? Uh, they bend the knee, Game of Thrones style, and Negan <laughs> looks at Daryl laughing. Uh, Negan's loving this, isn't he? That that was like, oh god, I'm, we're, we're you know, I'm, he, he's played me or whatever. And Negan's just sort of. Uh, just yeah. going along with it as a, as a good laugh so yeah no, i great. mean negan's negan's clearly uh, you you knew that, that negan was going to turn on the whisperers but uh i i sort of love this whole sequence because it's it's negan kind of playing along with it i mean you knew that he was going to save daryl at the end but it, it was just great to see negan like play along with it and there's a certain amount of the the monty python's life of brian in this with them sort of going uh you know that they're like will basically follow anybody that they think is a powerful person and it's like 
you are our saver i should know i followed a few you know the, the, which is the line from uh, you know um from life of bright but it, there's a certain amount of of that to it of the kind of this hero worship of this guy and uh that whole sequence where he's kind of playing with daryl uh, uh, and then kind of turns and shoots him and, and the the end of that sequence where he he just Daryl just looks at him and just goes, "I'm timing you, asshole." You know, I, yeah, it's just wonderful, really great, playful. Um, I, Negan being like full blown Negan again for a little bit. It's, it's just really fun, and uh, I love that whole sequence. And I could, I, I do want to see that relationship develop more. Yeah, and this there's a certain amount of between sort of Negan and Daryl. There's a certain kind of Daryl and Merle relationship where I mean, in that case, yeah. they were brothers, but there is a sort of love hate thing going on because as merle is this sort of more powerful character that that went off in a horrendous direction you you've got this sort of like love hate thing going on a little bit like you have with daryl and merle as well so i rather like that and uh it's fun and it's funny and i i, I you get the feeling that negan will kind of given the opportunity we'll try and wind Daryl up a little bit so uh yeah i i'm really interested to see how they play with that moving forward yeah because you've essentially got like this well daryl's always kind of that he's his his sort of grunty self and then you've got negan who's just having a good laugh with all this and then like yeah yeah the whole just okay untimey arsehole stuff was yeah it, it, it was great I, I i agree with you i'd like to see more of this develop i don't know if that would mean that daryl would like negan more i don't think that's really gonna happen in in quite the way we we would maybe expect but just to see more scenes with them together uh, yeah I, I agree i think that would be great it's just because daryl's so serious about <laughs> like everything and, yeah. and negan just treats everything as a joke but you know when when it goes down he's there and uh you know he is fighting for the for the side of yeah good i think at this point mm. pretty much i mean ultimately i think he's fighting for the side of negan but that happens to align with him wanting to save the children and fight on the side of good he just maybe doesn't do it as well as he possibly could do sometimes but uh i yeah they're on the same side and i just think there is a personality clash there and i think that could be really fun to play with a bit later on you know as we move through the series yes yeah, we'll see uh but really good stuff there so uh elsewhere beta rips off half his mask and gets emotional watching his new horde from uh form sorry in the abandoned town below him uh back at the border uh negan grabs yeah there's a negan thing um yeah more of this sort of thing as well there's a little bit that happens before that which i thought was again kind of not funny in the in the same way but there's the guy who was bitten who is like yes. following him and then like he just stabs him and whatever and then leaves him to get eaten i thought was uh interesting as well it it kind of really shows at that point uh like throughout this episode all all of beta's actions kind of show you like okay he's not done with the whispers like he's still with the whispers and that bit his like attitude and the whole like death of alpha and that sort of thing has really affected him in a big way and obviously we we really see that a lot in this episode and i thought that was uh, an interesting slightly different um sort of look at, yeah. at beta in that it kind was of way. it was interesting seeing how beta dealt with the death of alpha because yeah. you know he this was his leader and somebody he he kind of loved in a, a certain way and the fact that he's carrying a head around in a bag and it, it takes him a while to actually find himself you know he kind of goes back to to this 
place that is is full of these you know this memorabilia of he was obviously somebody of fan of half moon and you know it's sort of there where he goes back and then sort of realizes that he can get this horde together and it's only at that point that he actually stabs alpha in the head and like you know puts the head out of its misery i guess i yeah um and uh and then you get that amazing shot of beta alpha or alpha beta uh, whichever we're referring to it now this sort of new version of a beta that comes out which has got like half of alpha's face attached to it um I, yeah and makes the mask even more creepy and it's yeah that, that that i thought that was a wonderful shot at the end and you know him kind of gathering the crowds and stuff so uh yeah i this i'm really intrigued to see where this all goes yeah yeah, it's an interesting different look at the uh, the character, seeing him kind of deal with his his alpha, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, on the road, Ezekiel is forced to put his horse down after it um, collapses oh. from a walker bite, which is, again, really sad. Just a sad episode for Ezekiel overall. Yeah. Uh, he tells Yumiko that, like the horse, he might not be strong enough to make the journey, but uh, Yumiko convinces him to stay with them. Uh, the next morning, yeah, we've got uh, alpha and cow stuff. Um yeah, another sad scene for Ezekiel. They're really kind of beating him down in this show because you see the little bite mark and you know what has to kind of happen. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Yumiko and y- Eugene just kind of leave him to it a bit, but are still obviously there for him if they need him. But um, yeah, it does like like we've already kind of discussed. It does make you wonder what path they're going down with Ezekiel. He's said goodbye to Carol and uh, Jerry and that, and he's gotten uh, this injury himself, this thing on his neck himself, and now he has to kill his horse and. Sad times for Ezekiel, so um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was anything to say about the death of this horse? I suppose I, no, no. Other than uh, yeah, what I said before, which is I, I can't, I still just can't quite figure out which way they're going to go with mm. it, and uh, yeah, which is is good. You know, I I don't mind that. Uh, but yes, I can't decide whether it's a misdirect or whether it's they are actually going to kill him at this point. But that certainly seems to be the direction it's pointing in. But it may be a misdirect. So, yep. Uh, the next morning, hallucination Alpha remains uh, in. You know, she keeps hallucinating about her Carol uh, of all the people she's lost and warns Daryl could be next because of course that's what the hallucinated version of Alpha would say. Uh, just look at the flowers like you're supposed to. Of course, she would say that as well. <laughs> Alpha yes. says, uh, Carol frees herself and kills a walker pretty much just in time uh, and collapses saying it's never too late. So she's got a little bit of hope back because uh, obviously she, she didn't let this uh, walker eat her or bite yeah. her or whatever. Um, they've kind of done this twice now in a way where they've... They, I think this is a bit of a wink to uh, comic book readers because like in... Um, was it two episodes ago? Yeah, when, when that walker was like in the ground and it was trying to grab her leg and that because obviously... Uh, the way she dies in the book and stuff is she basically lets this walker eat her because of various different reasons between Rick, yeah, and, yeah. Rick and Laurie. So that's going back a bit. Um, yeah. And sort of this tease of like, okay, Carol might let a zombie eat her. I thought was a little kind of wink to uh, comment for readers. Like, hey, do you remember the way she died? And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just kind of teasing that a bit. I don't think that's the way she's going to die. I think Carol's going to be completely fine. But I thought that was uh, interesting as well. And of course, Alpha just saying all the things to just tick her off yeah. about look at the flowers daryl's next and yeah thought thought they um 
wrote this really well and it was really well acted by both Samantha and uh, Melissa and uh, yeah it's another good continuation of that but uh, it, it's good to just get the little piece at the end where she says oh it's, it's never too late and uh, she manages to, to kill this walker so maybe she's back on a better path but we shall we shall see yes so. yeah it was interesting watching the opening credits for this episode because I noticed Samantha Morton was still in the opening credits, and I thought, "Oh, that's interesting." Oh, and I then I, yeah, and, and then I, I was like, "Oh, have they given her credit because she's basically a disembodied head for the entire thing?" And then, of course, you get the hallucinations. It's like, "Ah, okay, yeah, I get it now. Right. She is actually in this episode." Technically, I mean, even if it's a figment of like Carol's imagination, she is in the episode. But yes, I thought it would be getting a main credit as a disembodied head would be quite entertaining. But um, yeah. Yeah, no. I as I said before, I think the the way they shot these sequences, I, I thought was really good, and the fact that it's using a lot of phrases and stuff that happened in Carol's past, you really believe that it is Carol's psyche that's kind of forming this version of Alpha. Particularly the look at the flowers as you're supposed to. I mean, that you know, very much part of uh, uh, Carol, and uh, yeah, it's nice to see that she has still got fight in her and she's not just going to let something eat her. you know she wants kind of to survive and you know you know we see her head back towards alexandria at the end so um yeah it's um i mean we kind of knew it was unlikely that carol was going to die because she still has a contract for at least another year i think so yes yeah so but yeah that was interesting as well a nice little do you think that's the last we'll see of the hallucinated version of alpha I suspect so, unless they pop her back up at some point. I, I think that's that's probably the last we see of her at this point. Mm. It may be that they drop her in as a special in like a season's time or something, as as a sort of drop in, you know, when maybe Carol goes off the deep end again. But uh, certainly for the moment, I I think that is probably the last appearance of Samantha Morton and, and Alpha. Uh, Daryl, sorry, Negan and Daryl have a heart-to-heart where Negan admits he actually enjoyed the Whisperer lifestyle for a bit because he felt like he, he felt like he mattered again. However, he thinks Alpha went too far in her cruelty. I think we can all agree with that. <laughs> yes. Uh, later, Daryl returns uh, to Alexandra and silently greets Carol at the gates. They have a very quiet yes. greeting with each other, and then they close yeah. the gate. So, yeah, this uh, you know we don't get the really jokey side of Negan here that we had earlier in the episode where of course we had the two whisper guys and that mm-hmm. um, yeah interesting to see them actually have a bit of a conversation you know Daryl still probably doesn't like Negan but uh, you know, it was it was interesting to kind of because um, I think Negan's one of the most complex characters uh, in the show you know he's got this history and he's wanted to be this leader and he wants to feel like he matters obviously him being in a prison for like six or seven years or whatever um didn't help any of that because obviously he didn't matter when he was in there uh in terms of his role in different groups and stuff uh so i thought that was good as well and speaking to you know daryl one of the main leader kind of hero characters of the series uh i thought that was uh played really really well and you, you didn't need to do too much extra sort of craziness with the scene or whatever and it was nice and kind of uh simple so i thought that was good as well what do you think yeah. of uh, their interaction uh, yeah, no, I, I thought that was uh, the, all the interactions in this sequence. I thought were were really solid. So yeah, you know, it's going to be um, interesting to see where that all goes moving forward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then obviously, there's not too much to say about Carol coming back because Carol and Dale just come back, and then of course closes the gate. So um, we'll see. We'll see what their next interactions are like. They've got some repairing to do in their relationship, but you know, they've known each other for 
Yeah, that, they'll get over it. And, don't uh, worry. Yeah, they'll they'll be fine. So, uh, Ezekiel and sorry, Eugene, Ezekiel, and Yumiko. All three of them arrive at the city, um, at a city. Sorry, where they find walkers walkers dressed in various different costumes, doing everyday tasks as if they were. Um, almost yeah. animatronic. Ezekiel laughs really hard when he finds one of the walkers stage as a parking attendant handing another um, walker a ticket. Uh, they continue along until they spot a woman dressed in pink with uh, purple hair, goggles and an assault rifle and she says, oh my god, hi. Uh, and uh, she says in disbelief because obviously she's surprised to see them. Yes. Uh, and then we'll get to the beta stuff in a minute. Um, really, really great entrance. This is pre- do, pretty much... Just, yeah. This is pretty much the way it happens in the book as well. I think she says the same things as well. Uh, the costuming design of this character is really, really accurate. Um, I've got good faith in this actress kind of already because she seems like she's really kind of perfect for the role. And um, yeah, just even just the stuff leading up to that with these zombies like in the cafe. Yeah, I, I loved, I just loved the whole kind of it. And, and Ezekiel's reaction to it seemed so wonderful as well and seemed so genuine. I'm just, it's, it's, kooky and it's just funny to see them all kind of set up and it's so weird that somebody would actually do that because you know there people have put zombies on like you know fences and stuff like the saviors did as warnings to keep people out or as defenses and using yeah. them that way to use them in such a ridiculously funny playful way as just treating them like a dollhouse um i it, it's just wonderfully strange and kind of a, an amazing introduction to princess i think is is just a really interesting introduction to that character and uh, i just say i i'm not that far in the comic books i don't know anything about this character but i'm really excited to see more of her because it sounds like she's going to be phenomenally good fun so uh yeah it's it's uh i loved just loved that sequence i thought it was brilliant yeah, yeah, I'm excited. You know, she's another comic book character. It's, it seems like they've uh, got her right uh, already in terms of you know the the uh, the uh, portrayal of the character and stuff. And uh, yeah, she's one of my favorites, and uh, I'm really really looking forward to seeing her. A lot of people were like when they started reading that part, and they were like, oh, she seems a bit sort of loud and and that sort of stuff. But uh, I mean, if some people think that, then that's you know perfectly fine. But I thought she was she was a really great kind of addition. A lot of people ended up comparing her to like a female Negan in a way because you can already see she's got kind of that loud personality right, yeah. that loud kind of joking sort of personality but she is I I disagree with that a little bit she she's a loud personality and a loud character like Negan is but she's not really the same as Negan in in that sort of way but obviously we'll see her over the next uh, couple of episodes so yeah. really really good stuff I'm looking forward to that uh, back at the bar, Beta uh, thanks Alpha's head before putting a knife through it. He then uh, sews half of Alpha's uh, face onto his mask and walks among his new horde. Um, now two eyes, one truth. So he's walking pretty much towards the camera and then the episode ends there. So yes. he's got a new bunch for his horde. Obviously he'll probably add that to the big horde that we've seen uh, before and then probably take it back to uh, his group. So... There's no more Mary in that group. Obviously, she left a little while ago. Obviously, no Lydia. No Alpha's there. Uh, you do have Beta. I wonder what they're going to do for, like... Is he just going to be leading a bunch of red shirts now? I kind of would guess so, yeah. But, I mean, I think that's fine, you know? Right. I mean, it allows them to indiscriminately kill people off. I don't think it needs other characters. I mean, you know, Beta is 
beta, you know, and he is he's going to be the the leader of that group. I don't think anybody he needs like a second in command particularly. I mean, did he have underlings like named other characters in the book? I only really I only really remember Alpha and and Beta. Uh, there, so, might be, there might be someone else I've maybe forgotten, but I don't really because I don't even remember Mary from uh, or Gamma from the. Yeah, the I don't book, know. I don't so. know whether Gamma was a book, you know, or I don't remember or a it being one. So yeah, so I think she was an invention for the TV show. So yeah, I think absolutely fine. The, yeah, I mean, yeah, Ryan's quite capable of. I think it works with him just with this nameless bunch of of people that yeah they can randomly discriminate indiscriminately kill off i think he's he's perfectly fine that works as it is yeah you don't need anybody but ryan doing this i think it's, no, it's perfectly no. okay uh but yes that's the end of the episode let's move in some emails uh, of course you can send in your thoughts feelings questions comments what do you think of princess are you excited to see more of her are you dreading a new loud kind of personality in in the show uh plus she's a bit of comic relief as well as we've clearly already seen you know the pink scarf and and all that and uh yeah, the, sorry, the purple, yeah, dressed in uh, pink with purple hair, sorry. Um, <laughs> so she's obviously, you know, quite a character and all that, so let us know what you think of uh, what you're anticipating from her and, of course, everything else that's happening in the show or just Entertainment Talk stuff. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Harry says, I have a good feeling about this new character, although Negan is funny, although Negan is funny, there hasn't been enough funny moments for a while, until this episode, I think, we had yeah. uh, quite a few, but before that there hasn't been too many so i agree with that uh so this character could bring a nice change of pace i mean jerry so you got jerry you got negan now you got princess jerry hasn't really had the opportunity to do many no comic I, relief I kind mean, of things because ezekiel's been second that and hasn't really been the chance so yeah jerry's jerry's not really had the opportunity you get a few little bits with eugene which yeah he's quite yeah. sweet but it's a very different sort of humor um you get a few little bits with negan but you know he's been dealing with alpha for most of this season so far so yeah it's i think it's going to be interesting to have like somebody who is just a kind of crazier character in there just to mix things up a little bit i'm i'm quite excited to see where this character goes and she's kind of quirky and different and off the wall and uh yeah i i'm really intrigued to see what princess is like as as a character on screen and um I, you know, it's 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 good. I think to be able to introduce some more comic relief. I mean, it's not a comedy show, is it? But no, no. I think you need some. You need to be able to mix it up a little bit, and I think she'll help with that. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, not in terms of um, comedic characters, definitely. But uh, we have got Maggie coming back at some point as well. So well, I, was just, yes. I was just thinking of other other returning characters and new characters and that. So we got her coming back. Obviously Michonne's left, uh, but still alive. Princess has come in. Mary's been killed. So, yeah. I, yeah, that's fine. So, uh, Hayley, I don't think I'm going to like this character. I think she's going to be uh, too loud, but we will see. Is she going to be involved in anything important? I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to obviously 
tell you what she does in the book and that but uh it's quite fun some of the stuff that she does and uh, like i said particularly michonne's uh reaction to her is quite fun i'm a little I'm a, i am a little bit disappointed we won't get to see that interaction on the screen but we'll probably get a bit of a different one with eugene yumiko and uh ezekiel there but just michonne's reaction was like unintentionally kind of funny because she was like oh who's, who's this like loud person we've come across can we trust them and this is just uh, yes because michonne's new... kind of quite serious as well right. so yeah you've not really got that in that group no. Um, it would have been very interesting to see Daryl in that group because mm. that's the closest thing I think we've got to somebody who's like you know fairly serious all the time. Um, so I, yeah, that that would have been quite intriguing. I, I think Carol and Princess would be quite interesting to to watch because mm. yeah, um, Carol, I you know Carol's kind of goes from from you know quite dark to quite light depending on the situation and. I I think this may be some a character that helps Carol along the way, you know, to kind of lighten her back up a bit. Yeah. Because it it you know you need somebody that brings a bit of joy when you're in the middle of an apocalypse, and I think Princess could be that. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. It's 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 gonna be. I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting because I don't know the character particularly. So uh, I do, but I I'm excited. I think it was a great introduction. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I didn't see the uh, promo for next week, the episode 15 trailer, but I did see Princess in the thumbnail, and I'm hoping we get. Uh, a fair bit from her because it's going to be the last episode for a little bit as well so i'm hoping <laughs> hoping they have more of her character planned for episode 15 and then 16 just kind of wraps up the season and brings maggie back so um yeah we shall see um last email jared says i'm really shocked angela has really managed to turn this around after the end of season eight and finding out that rick and maggie were leaving i thought uh that was it for this show if only she took over at the start of season seven yep yes <laughs> Um, pretty much I, I mean in an ideal world if the show's still on amc because like i've said before i think hbo is probably the better place for it to be on but that's not obviously going to happen in an ideal world on on the amc front if you go back to basically like season six you don't do the cliffhanger you have angela in charge from basically the, the full start of the negan war stuff you ever in charge of that instead of gimple doing his season seven and season eight stuff so you, you kill someone at the end of season six instead of 701 obviously we talked about that before and whatever you do that and then she takes over from um season seven you don't kill carl uh you could still do the time jump and have judith yeah. because like we said it would have been great to have uh kaylee and um chandler on the on the show together mm. um and then even if you still get okay rick and maggie leave then you still get um well maggie eventually comes back uh, I guess, and then if you still have Michonne leaves, then you still do have the um, Judith car stuff, but then you also, as been pointed out here, you then have Angela making those decisions instead of Gimple, and I think we were agreed that that would uh, have been a better situation. So, although she's come in from season 9 and definitely made the show a lot better, uh, and it's in some really, really good form at the moment, I think if in an, in a bit more of an ideal world, you rewind two more seasons, she does season 7 and 8, does the war, probably does it in a short amount of time as well, um, instead of like the, the 32 episode stuff, so she probably does it in less time, and then, yeah, you get everything else that has sort of happened as well, so. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there is a, uh, said out of every mistake they've, you know, Gimbal made, in those episodes, I mean, apart from the the pacing of things through that, do, yeah. um, the the biggest mistake was killing off Carl. 
Um, and I know that wasn't necessarily Gimbal's choice directly. It it quite possibly came from them wanting to slash budgets or whatever it yeah, was. An, but an AMC thing, yeah. It might have been an AMC thing. So it might, you know, maybe we're blaming Gimbal for that, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. But um, I, I think he, I I would have fought harder for for that to keep Chandler around because particularly as it sounds like Andy was making noises even at that point about leaving. And if that yeah. was the case, then why, you know, and you knew that was a possibility that Andy was not going to hang about. Why would you kill off um, Chandler? I, you know, because that's the obvious person to take out for his lead. Um, so I, I mean, you know, unless they they wanted not to give him that opportunity, and they wanted to make Norman lead because Norman was an incredibly popular character. I mean, yeah, and I love Norman, nothing against him at all, but um, maybe that's why one of the reasons why they didn't want to feel forced into having Ch- Chandler as the obvious de facto leader to take over from Rick. Mm-hmm. So um, I, maybe that's the reason. But yes, yeah, I I uh, would have liked to see them together. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what's happened has happened. Obviously, you can't really change that. But uh, just on the on the more positive side of things, Angela has come in and made this show just drastically better. And because uh, I still yeah. remember those season seven podcasts and the episodes themselves, and it wasn't fun. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, because I I still remember we had the, the the slight debate about like okay, if this show really gets quite bad after Rick leaves, what do we do? And then it turns out, well, it's. We're, we're we're really enjoying the show at the moment so that's definitely not gonna nothing's gonna really change with the podcast and that's obviously we're really really enjoying the show so but there was there was i mean that was a question from everybody was like okay you've killed off carl rick's leaving the show's not great end of season eight you know the war was bad and all that and like what what's gonna happen to the show was just the general question being asked so uh yeah yeah i'm glad they did decide to have the change in leadership uh and gimple even though he's still there um the angela yeah. showrunner so because uh, it's 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 really quite as clear as clear as day to me the difference in uh, quality yeah. from from those two from season seven and season eight to season nine and season ten. So yeah, I mean, I th- me. and I think Gimbal Gimbal works as a big picture guy as somebody that you know because they've made him um, creative chief creative officer of the Walking Dead as a whole and AMC are not going to let this franchise die because uh, <laughs> it makes far too much money for them. Yeah. So. I think shoving him into a position where you can you can let him have a broader view over everything and he's not forced to just show run one show. I think he was possibly a bit burnt out on doing like the main Walking Dead show and uh, you know having fresh leadership come in there made a huge huge difference. And you know they're they're coming up with some interesting ideas. We don't know. I mean, obviously we've not seen any more of the spin off stuff yet because uh, mm. because fear was already running at that point. You know, so we've got the uh the new spin-off coming at some point and we've got the rick movies and whatever else they come up with mm-hmm. so you know we'll we'll see when that starts to come out that's going to be the first of the sort of new gimbal stuff right. but um yeah yeah would i i think he it was uh, a better place you know mm-hmm. i i still just stand by the same kind of opinion of like I think after it, because he's been, he, it wasn't showrun of just for seven and eight. It was what since season four, I think. Something like that, yeah. I think it was Glenn Mazzara for two and three. Frank Darabont was season one, and then season four through eight was uh, Gimple, and then nine and ten is uh, Angela Kang. Um, yeah. I, I it just felt felt to me after a certain point of like, okay, maybe he is a good showrunner, but not for The Walking Dead 
anymore like he just needs to do something yeah, yeah. Else, so. as i say i think he just got to a point where he was getting a bit burnt out on on it Possibly, and yeah. uh, you know yeah. and that uh, happens you know um so i think moving into a different role certainly and and i mean angela has done a fabulous fabulous job you know yeah. we've praised on angela quite a lot for this mm-hmm. so that, but i think it's well deserved because these last two seasons have been such a huge it's like night and day compared to the seasons before it so mm-hmm. I still think one thing that would have helped the show just in its entirety is if Kirkman was more involved. Because you, you think of like, okay, where you've had loads of different showrunners and some things have gone well, some things haven't. Then you look at something like, and I know it might not be a fair comparison, you look at something like like a Watchmen or a Breaking Bad, when one person goes in with their vision and their idea, obviously Lind, Lind, Damon Lindelof with Watchmen and then uh, Vince Gilligan with Breaking Bad, they get in there, they tell their story and they get out. I know this is a bit different, it's based off a, a much longer kind of running book and that because uh, like Watchmen was a shorter one and obviously uh, Breaking Bad was, was an original idea and stuff I think sometimes I think maybe the fact that Kirkman has pretty much just gone uh, and obviously finished his own book the book was his you know his yeah. dead baby and that I think that has kind of affected things as well because obviously he came up with the, the original ideas and stuff but uh yeah, like we said, Angela's done a much better job with 9 and 10. And uh, I, I would just be have been interested in a world where maybe you have Frank Darabont, not as all showrunners, but you've got maybe Robert Kirkman, Angela Kang, and Frank Darabont in there. Yeah, well. yeah. I mean, uh, I, I it would, would be, be a very different show, I think, if Frank Darabont's version of The Walking Dead had stuck around. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, that would have been a very different show to the one we've got. Uh, I, I mean, I would still be very interested to see that. I would love to see an outline of what he would have done for the past however many seasons, mm. um, you know, as the Frank Darabon version. But, uh, yeah, that would have been interesting to see. Cool. But, um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Not Andrew. to be, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but there we go. Um, so I think we answered everything very well and all that. Uh, but, yes, we will, we, yeah, we will be back uh, next week for the last episode for now. I uh, hope the situation changes soon with the world. We all hope it changes soon, of course, and things can just get back to normal. But uh, we'll yes. be back, of course, next week for episode 15. And then, obviously, we can't come back with this particular show until episode 16. We are still doing other stuff, of course. Westworld, Better Call Saul, uh, Walking Dead, at least, for one more week. Uh, Run next week. Uh, I'm going to be doing a podcast, for the, a preview podcast for that. That's going to be a HBO and Sky Atlantic show. Um, which stars Merritt Weaver, Merritt Weaver, sorry, who I was very, very impressed with last year on an Unbelievable Netflix, which is a show I highly, highly recommend as well. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be starting. It's going to be starting in two weeks, but I'm going to do the preview probably next week on uh, Monday as well. So uh, look out for that in the meantime as well. But you can, of course, find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, go and check out the new reviews. Let me know what you think of the skip and don't skip new kind of format sort of thing. Uh, if that works or whatever, let me know. Uh, yeah, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find everything. If you want to know if, when, and where your favourite shows do come back, uh, or where, where they're going to be and that sort of stuff, David's got you covered, of course, on geektown.co.uk for your TV and your film news as well. Uh, and we will see when things get resumed, of course. Uh, but if you want that in weekly podcast format for Geektown, you can, of course, you don't need to search for Geektown Radio, probably you can just search for Geektown on uh, podcast platforms and find that. And you can, of course, find the podcast and all the content for Geektown on geektown.co.uk. Um, yeah, you can support us and support the podcast in lots of different ways. Patreon is an option. Uh, check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for different review options and ad-free podcast options. 
Uh, Amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so please consider using the Amazon affiliate link uh, iTunes feed like we said please search for just Geek Town and Entertainment Talk uh, rate, review, subscribe to all of that that will really help us out as well uh, my recommendation is subscribing to the main Entertainment Talk feed so that you do get sent all the episodes and you don't miss anything uh, so make sure you do that as well uh, word of mouth of course please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds if you see them talking about something that we have podcasted on please let them them know about that social media of course uh please share them on facebook and twitter and if you can put them in different facebook groups and lastly if you want to watch us on different uh streaming places and all that uh me bex and david are on twitch and robert is on mixer and of course look out for let's play sundays as well thank you all for listening we'll see you next week for the last episode for now uh and then we'll see you next time goodbye bye